Hello and welcome to the FSF Popcast Live Edition. Well, hello and welcome, kids and cadets. Welcome to the FSF Popcast and whatever it is that Kathleen's holding up there on the screen. This I is the show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we had no guest, so now we have a guest. <laughs> well, well, there is that. So this is the show where we learn that if mush if the mushrooms ever wear off, that we're not really space bugglers. We're just or with a Wookiee, we're just some dude with a dog. Don't they make that into a movie? I think they did. Yeah. Something was, like Call of the Wild. Something like that. It was uh yeah, there was a a movie that uh uh Harrison Ford did with like a a dog giant, a giant Saint Bernard, dog. yeah. <laughs> it was it was a you know his his miniature Wookiee, his baby Wookiee. Hello, John Walls. Hello. And if you're not a dude with a dog, then you're probably a dude with a, a barf. He oh, could barf. be a barf. Barf, barf. Or, or a dudette with a mood dragon. Well, I mean, <laughs> you got to have the mood dragon. You know, it, it's actually ridiculously difficult to flip between them, though, between the, the rainbows and the dark for some stinking reason. You would think that just pulling its guts out would be a lot easier, but it's not. I will have to say, I don't think that that's a topic that's ever come up on our show before. It would be easier to just pull the guts out. You would think it would be easier to pull its guts out, but it's not. You New things coming up all the time. Inverted? No, this one doesn't just flip like the octopus does. Like the octopus <laughs> one flips way easier. This one you have to like scoop and... It's like you're putting on pantyhose or something. It is almost as difficult. It's like trying to put tie tights on a toddler. There we go. Well, there's that. Well, we were supposed to have a guest tonight. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't able to make it. Gotham Night Comics, uh, comics were going to stop by, and we were going to talk to them about their awesome comic shop in Livonia, Michigan. Uh, so you guys are definitely going to still going to want to check them out. Go check out Gotham Night Comics. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, and if you just do a super simple Google search, you can track them down. Their owner, their owner Fergal Amayo, was not able to be here tonight, So, uh, but maybe we can try and get him on another time. But we still have plenty of things to talk about, plenty of things to nerd out about. But before we get into any of that kind of stuff, I'm sure we have other things that we need to... Uh, John raises a good point here. I wasn't going to mention it, but... Oh, no, no, no. You you threw it on the table. This gets mentioned. It's the same that John knows about putting on tights, John, I'm sure. Robin Hood. <laughs> Ew, those are fishnets. That's different. It is. Oh, man. That's a whole, that is a whole different challenge because you have to make sure your toes don't. Yeah. It's one of those things where you like, we're coming across life hacks like one of those type of videos. So you saw like a whole bunch of things. He's watched one of them, Diaries, okay, John? And I have seen Princess Diaries. And one of them was on how to put on tights or, or pantyhose. So it's just like, just scrunch it up and then just... <laughs> I, I, have, I got nothing to add to this. I, so I, this I want to... Really- really hard for me because I'm hearing this and then I'm hearing the cackling. <laughs> <laughs> I just, because here's I, my problem is I, it, <laughs> is that now all I can picture is Nick sitting like, well, mom and dad are gone. I guess some pantyhose here. I can try and roll them out and just, you know, sitting there with a beer in the, in the, in the living room watching, you know, Transformers and 
being like, all right, pantyhose. Hey, you can find them at a dollar for a dollar. So, <laughs> like, maybe even 25 cents in the little. Uh, yeah, but those rip really easily. Well, yeah, but if, if you he's put just... them on right, you don't have an issue. That's true. <laughs> well, yeah, if he, you know, if he uh, files down his Wolverine claws on his toes, then he'll be all right. And I, I do love that my husband will admit that Princess Diaries is right up there with Mean Girls, and Mean Girls is one of his favorite movies ever. Hmm. They're both great movies. Well, I, I'm not a big fan, such a big fan of Princess Diaries, but I, Mean Girls does make me laugh out loud. It's Tina Fey, and if you don't like Tina Fey, we have issues. Right. But the, the scene in Princess Diaries when she's trying to put on pantyhose in the back of the limo going up and down the hills of San Francisco. It's just... <laughs> the only scene that really makes me laugh out loud in princess diaries is when the the pretty boy gets nailed in the nuts playing third base. <laughs> laugh yes. every time yes so yes we have this kind of ties into his geisha uh, side. <laughs> i was just gonna say we're back to the geisha. <laughs> uh, anyway i think we have a video that we've been we avoiding to play for i just want to say that whole new aspect is just called knowledgeable <laughs> we're just learning more about him the knowledge level has gone up. That's all. Whether or not we wanted to. And before we get even further off the rails into tonight's show, <laughs> we need to say our thanks to our show partner, Level Up Savers. You know, and... I'm still saying, guys, we need to make sure we've just got a hover train so we don't have to worry about rails. But anyway, hold that beautiful nerd footage. <laughs> you guys have all been here before as soon as tim stopped playing with his toy that's probably not going to happen but lightsaber it'll be in the show notes and comment section below all right yeah that's in there whenever it's gets around to you know actually doing his job it's in there i i put that in first and then i played with the toy and then i came back and put it on the screen and i the only thing i've sad about that whole geisha thing is that i apparently deleted the video and that makes me very very sad did you delete it or did it self-destruct no no i'm pretty sure i deleted it because i never thought and i should have known better but i don't think i ever thought that there would be a time where i'd be like you know what this is going to be a usable thing in the future you know i could tell you how to find it again <laughs> but then he'd have to kill you I no, mean, I think I, I even I, I think I even deleted the download. Right, but I believe I sent it through a Facebook chat. No, so... I think you actually sent it through TikTok. I'll check later. It'll be fun. Anyway, either way, there will it'll be funsies. Be... It's the internet. You can't get rid of stuff. It's out there somewhere. I just have to find it. And tonight, yes, yes, it is the weirdest show on the internet. Thank you for commenting from your own seat. Okay, and <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm supporting the show, Tim. <laughs> We're supporting the show by doing our own thing on the you show. What from me? <laughs> I don't watch the show. I get in trouble. I watch the show. I get in trouble. Gosh. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things. 
So anyway, if you're enjoying this train wreck and you think, golly, wouldn't it be great if I could support these guys and make sure that they can afford to continue to give me more enjoyable train wrecks in the future? Well, you're just in luck because you can. Here's a great opportunity for you guys to be able to buy us a coffee, help us afford to create this, whatever this is right here on these live shows. I like to think that our recorded interviews are a little more, you know, on the level and somewhat pseudo professional. But then that we have these that are just, well, they're fun. They're weird. And choo choo. <laughs> yes. So uh, <laughs> John says, I like you weirdos. You make me feel like a perfectly normal human. Then that Oof. is that's like, I think probably a bigger issue. But that's not a, that's a whole nother thing. So. But anyway, but yeah, go check out Level Up Sabers. Uh, you guys are going to want to, you know, uh, do that. Also, check us out and uh, give us an opportunity for, uh, you know, to buy us a coffee. Your support helps our show to continue to grow. And if you haven't done already, please do what the banner says down below. Remember to click like and subscribe on this video. If you haven't subscribed already, your subscription means an absolute ton. We're very excited. We crossed the 600 threshold on YouTube just the other day. We would love to be able to see that continue uh, into the very near future. Um, there's a, another thing that I want to talk to you guys about here in just a moment. I, I'm working on getting this in here. Uh, so I'm a little delayed on my uh, um, what I got going on here. But uh, what I... One of the guys that, that's been very helpful to us uh, on the show, his name is Ben Riley. Now, you you know Ben from having been on our, uh, our, our monthly Star Wars RPG. He's been on our live show. I think he's got like 13 credits listed for our show altogether. He's been on, on a bunch of the live shows with us. He's got a ton of Star Wars knowledge. And he's just a really cool guy and a lot of fun to do things. Um to do things with. And, um, so, but Ben, his wife and his dog, I've gone through a very rough time as of late. And one of the things that we're trying to do is help them because they're losing their home and they need our help. And being that they are part of our FSF family, they are part of the funny science fiction family. We want to help help them and and give them what they need if we can at all make that happen if there's a way that you can help them and there is trust me we're going to show it to you here in just a second um ben needs our help his wife needs our help his family needs our help please watch the following video hi everybody so the thing i've been afraid of has finally happened we are being kicked out. We have till at least the middle of next month is what they told us. They might be nice and let us stay to the end of November, but I don't know. Either way, we are pretty much dead broke and can't afford to go anywhere else. We've looked for apartments in our area and they do not allow couples or pets. In most cases, and in other cases, they're just double what we're paying now. So I set up a GoFundMe. It is in my bio. Please check it out. 
anything and everything helps. So, thank you, and if people can share, comment, spread this around, we could really use the help. Thanks. So, it's kind of a tough watch because he's been such a good friend of the show and become one of the, the, the members of our show, really, uh, by extension, because of how much he's been here, not only as, as a guest, as a guest host, and a member of our Star Wars RPG. So I do have the GoFundMe up on the screen. It's in the comments. I'm actually going to put a link for it also down in the show notes. So when this show is all done, you guys can go back and you can look at it. You read through the show notes at the bottom. You'll find uh, the GoFundMe link there. Please, even if you can only give a dollar, if you can give $5, it all adds up. And anything that we can do right now to help out Ben and his family, well, that's what we need to do. Because we need to either help get them into some place to live that's uh, another apartment or an RV or somewhere that's safe and warm as the winter months come on. So please give what you can. Share the GoFundMe page and uh, help out our buddy Ben and his family. Well, I'm sad. Yeah, I know. Okay, let's let's turn those frowns upside down. Let's make them a little smile out of them. I feel like we need to to play that clip of the um, the Monty Python thing where they're like, "Oh, in other news," and then like big explosions and. Well, I don't have that one handy nearby anywhere, but I do have this, and this always makes me happy. Kenobi. I mean, I I never, you know, Sam Witwer yelling Kenobi <laughs> never gets old for me, and I'll be happy with that every single time. But, all right, so let's talk about some of the stuff that we have uh, ready to go tonight. Uh, one of the things before we jump into any of the topics, um, I know we're kind of stalling and delaying getting into the topics here tonight, but I have one little shout-out I want to do for our buddies over at the uh, the Scarif podcast, and it's part of, they are part of the Red 5 Network. So one of the cool things that they did is the other night, um, Roe was on our show a week or so ago, and he gave me and sent me some stickers, and I like stickers. So I've got this one right here, the Scarif Podcast sticker. I've got this one here, Scarif Podcast sticker. I've got this one here, the Scarif Podcast sticker. He sent me buttons. For the, oh, oh, let's do it this way. There we go. Scarif podcast. He sent me two little buttons like that. And he sent me some Red 5 Network stickers, which is really cool. Sent me a couple of those. And there's a couple of podcasts that I hadn't heard of yet. And I'm going to be checking these ones out pretty soon. So I hope I pronounce this properly. The Sickle Bar Cantina. The Padawan Report. This, this is a special Padawan report. Exactly. I hope, boy, I hope they say something like that on there. That'd be really cool. Uh, the Science Fictionary Podcast. Today, Anakin comes in. <laughs> I don't like sand. Um, the Escape Pod. And 97 Bravo. So just some really cool things. We appreciate uh, Rose sending those to us. Uh, well, to me. These guys didn't get any. I got them. Yeah, we get nothing. Know. You got nothing, but you know, I might share them later. You never know. But, uh, but yeah, thank you to Roe. Thank you to the Red Five Network. And thank you to the other co hosts of the Scarif podcast for sharing those. That was uh, really very cool. I do appreciate that. 
So, um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, Nick, did you have something you were wanting to talk about? Oh, I was just, no, I was just kind of saying in that our, our side chat there of, uh, maybe we could share some memes from our Facebook page that we have found pretty funny recently. Oh, I'd have to do some, I'd have to do some searching on that, but. Oh, I know. <laughs> Had you thought about that about two hours ago, that'd have been very helpful. So, one of our <laughs> topics for tonight that I am not going in the actual order of the topics because you following instructions and orders never. Never. Um. <laughs> anywho, so we wanted to talk about something that we have recently discovered. So not right. necessarily that it's new, but it's new to us. And Correct. Tim, yes. I love Bear in the Big Blue House. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it a great show? It's so cute. It's so much fun. It's so it is it, it is adorable. Uh, all the different you know uh, cast members and things in the show. <clears throat> My kids used to watch that every day. We bought it on <clears throat> back in the day when there was such a thing called VHS, and you Whoa. had to put them in the VCR. That's a lot Whoa. of initials. I understand, but. Yeah, we used to buy those on video cassette and play them all the time. And we had just an absolute ton of fun with them. And uh, the kids really, really enjoyed enjoyed them. And it, it, I was really excited for them to come back to, uh, and now they're on Disney Plus. And so I was really excited for them to come back. And I actually find myself just kind of putting them on in the background. And Even though your youngest what, is 15? Yes. Don't totally judge me. I totally get it. No. Like, there have been there have been a couple of days where Honor has been at school that I'm like, hmm, I could watch Bluey. Right? I don't need to. But I could. I'm okay with watching Bluey. But no, like, I... So it started... Bear in the Big Blue House started in 97. So I was five when it started. And I don't think we had... I don't think we had cable at that point. So I wasn't familiar with it. I mean, like, I knew of it. Mm -hmm. um, I was aware of its existence but watching it as an adult and watching my daughter fall in love with it is fantastic and um, right the tutter the mouse i, I love tutter <laughs> tutter's a trip i understand yeah. tutter <laughs> yeah my my favorite episode uh without question is season two episode 36 uh we all have to poop sometime and it's, it's just when Bear you know, looks at the camera and says, it's okay, Tutter, we all have to poop sometime, <laughs> I lose it every single time. I think it's hysterical. Um, yeah, I love how Bear yes. sniffs at the camera. I'm oh, glad that Honor is so, loving it. That's it was so happy. funny. We were watching it last night, and, and Bear started doing the... And John's like, oh, it's me he smells. And she's like, nuh-uh, he's smelling me. <laughs> I'm closer. I'm like... <laughs> And no, John, no. <clears throat> but still no. Anyway. Um, you, know, you know what's funny is I actually saw a TikTok the other day about the, wow, your kids are so smart. You must never watch any screen time. It's like, sure, as Blippi and Miss Rachel are who have taught my children everything. <laughs> this is one I actually had saved to my desktop. That's fantastic. <laughs> My my mom's profile picture on her Disney account 
is Edna Mode. Nice. Because my mom looks so much like that. <laughs> That's fantastic. And she's also a fantastic seamstress. Oh, there you go. And she's tiny. That's great. Oh, goodness. So another thing that I found um, recently was a board game called Arc Nova. Uh, basically, in this board game, what you're doing is you are building yourself a zoo. If you've played Wingspan and if you've played Terraforming Mars, it's as if those two had a baby and you build your own zoo. I didn't know board games could have babies. Uh, when you smash two things together like that, yeah. <laughs> So this is Arc Nova, as you can see here on board. <laughs> that is not ex at all what I was going for. <laughs> and that. But it's what you said. And that, kids, is how board games are made. <laughs> When one board game loves another board game very much, they hug in a very special way. Oh, wait, but does the box make a funny sound? But, like, no, legitimately. You, you guys know the funny board game box farting sound? Yeah, it's like the... That, that... Kind of thing. Oh, is that what happens when baby board games are made? <laughs> oh... And there goes our rating. I think I think I have to take us all off screen at this point. <laughs> so this game is highly rated on Board Game Geek. Um, it is really good for two players, and we played it with four players the other night. It has a some interesting mechanics I've not seen used in board games before. And one of the mechanics is uh, you have different actions on your player board. Um, it's already won awards, and it's only come been out since 2021. It's won a bunch of awards, looks like. Yeah, so it has quickly become one of my favorite games. Um, they've already got an expansion scheduled for next year, and I'm yeah. like, can it get here any quicker? Uh, okay. But... The other interesting thing is you have two things that you're working on, which is conservation and the appeal of your zoo. And so as you collect your animals, you get more appeal and or conservation. And when those two objects scores meet, that is what triggers the end of the game. And it is whoever can have the most positive difference between the, the two. So that was a new one that I found this recently and have had a lot of fun with it. So, okay. <clears throat> so as many people may not know that, um, although they picked on me a little bit about it on the last couple weeks, I really hadn't watched, uh, Firefly. You still I'd have watch, to watch Serenity, right? I still haven't watched Serenity yet, but I did watch all of Firefly. That's <laughs> adorable. Uh, but I, I hadn't watched it because I didn't understand the premise of the show. I got lost very early on in the first episode. I didn't understand 
why they were in space, but talk in an old timey Western and all these different. It was very confusing to me. And so I gave up on it. Anyway, I powered through the first episode and getting into the second episode with the introduction of the, the second episode. It made a whole lot more sense to me. And I very much enjoyed uh, all the episodes until the show came to an abrupt end. And then I was sad and rocking back and forth on the floor trying to figure out where my firefly had gone. And you haven't uh, watched Serenity yet. It just gets worse. Yeah, I'm, that's why I'm kind of holding <laughs> off. I think I'm just I'm just I'm still getting over the disappointment of nothing after I think it's episode 14 going where's the rest of this because yep. it's just it's such an abrupt end that there's nothing really there so this but, is one of the only tv series that got a movie to help wrap things up yeah doesn't make it better though well they had to do something there was a lot of people that were ticked <laughs> off so what i did to kind of help myself <laughs> as well is because here's another show that i didn't watch a whole lot of i watched an ep- a couple episodes here and there but I didn't really watch it in chronological order or anything like that. Um, was this show Castle? Mm-hmm. Fantastic show! It's a fantastic show. I'm I think I'm in I'm in season I'm about halfway through season five right now. Ow. But I had not, like I said I watched a couple episodes here, a couple episodes there. Um, but never really in succession. There was always, I think there was always something else on the same night and time as when Castle came out originally. And this was before I had DVR or anything like that. So I was like, well, it's, it's lost to, you know, the timescapes. And then I just kind of forgot about it. And, but in the last couple of weeks, I started watching it again because I needed more of, of my Nathan Fillion fix. And I was trying to figure out where to get it from and, <laughs> and uh, you know, where I, wh- what thing I wanted to, because I'd been playing a little bit of Destiny 2, which if you play that video game, you know, he is the voice of Cade 6 in that. And it's always saddens me when I play a mission on Destiny 2 that Nathan voiced for Cade 6 because the dirty buggers killed off Cade 6. And uh, I'm just like, Okay. And honestly, John, it's not a bad idea. I, w- I, oh, probably, man. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that at all. I would love to watch man. it. I need to watch that. I don't know if I can do that, though. We should do like a watch party of it and w- sit down and watch it all together. Let's do it right now. Give me watch permissions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't no. have that kind of time tonight, but... But anyway, but that's, that's my new thing right now. Uh, Castle, I finally got to the point where... Uh, Beckett and Castle finally, <laughs> finally got together. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, nothing like stringing that one out for four and a half seasons, jerks. <clears throat> so it's, it's very similar to when Brennan and Booth finally get together in Bones, and you're like, oh my gosh, took you freaking long enough. <laughs> so yeah, it's the same thing. So, uh, but I really, I've really been enjoying that, and um, and after <clears throat> this, I'll probably go on to the Rookie because oh, that's a good show too. And again, that's another show show where I've watched an episode here or there, but I haven't watched everything in in chronological. And that's I don't typically watch TV when it comes out. I typically watch TV a couple years on down the road where I can sit down and watch it all, you know, watch a couple episodes here, you know, like back to back and, you know, kind of continue on that way. I actually also on the TV shows that have been, I think, over for a while or at least multiple seasons in. I had a and friend. I actually have. I actually have watched some yeah, of that, John. I had a friend last week asking. Man's me to do. What a man's do. Sorry. It's all right. So this friend of mine's like, "You've never watched the blacklist?" I'm like, "No." 
the blacklist. I yeah. always figured typical crime drama, same old, same old. No. That's the one with James Spader in it, right? Yes. And I love it. I'm I... only like three episodes in. But... Okay, that's another show where I've only watched a couple episodes here or there, but haven't really Spader, tied though. down the whole thing. Like, it is legitimately worth it just for his character, which is great because he's like the main character. But I was so impressed with it because, I mean, like your first episode, you feel like it is your stereotypical crime drama. You're expecting the explosion at 30 minutes in like happens with Burn Notice in every single episode of Burn Notice. Right. It's that same like sort of feeling. And then there's this massive twist and you're like, wait. Excuse me? Right. First episode? Speaking of TV shows. Uh, there was another show that has Ow. recently launched come Friday on uh, Amazon. Yeah. I was like, I you just kind of stopped. I thought you were going on with that. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know where to go with that. And it just kind of, my train the derailed. Sentence got, <laughs> the sentence got away from you. He's like, yeah. the new show started on Friday on Amazon. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> I've got a lovely bunch of random thoughts. Most of what James Spader does, I, I really kind of enjoy. He just, he has this ability to um, <clears throat> really be, play the, the pompous person very, very well. Mm -hmm. And his character on the blacklist is very, oh, he's just, it, it, he's just slimy, but right. like, in the you kind of want to trust him, but you also know you shouldn't trust him. Well, and, and I think he was the perfect choice for the voice of Ultron as well. Yes, you know because he has that. Uh, he has a, the voice where he can do. Whereas it, it's the air of superiority, the general disdain for the human race. Exactly, disdain for everyone and everything, and and I'm so much better than you, and I'm this and I'm that. He can also play very down to earth characters, as he proved in Stargate. Okay, but he could, but he has that ability to go up there and play just these jerks who you just want to, you just want to clock, right? Robert California. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's just funny. Oh, oh, Tim, John has not had a chance to tell you this, so I'm going to tell you. When okay, John can't tell you. So we started our annual rewatch of The Office, and. It's the, we start it, we fall asleep during it, we wake up, we're like, oh, hey, I like this episode. Watch yeah, 20 minutes of it and go back to sleep. He woke up at the beginning of Scott's Tots and did the, no, going back to sleep. <laughs> and skip. I, I did episode. not realize that James Spader was Daniel Jackson in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was I, one of his younger roles. I was always like, whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> nice all right so let's talk about some of the stuff that's been airing on amazon since that's been kind of brought up we'll get to the peripheral in just a moment but let's first talk about lord of the rings ring of power and what's been going on there now that we've reached the conclusion of season one happy sad disappointed mad what are your thoughts i think i'm like two episodes maybe three episodes behind still because i got to the point where i'm like I don't know. <laughs> they did something and I did not see it coming. And I'm still struggling with the it's because they don't have access to some stuff. They're changing things from the way that they're supposed to be so that they don't get sued. 
And it's confusing. But see, and, I, and I can see why that'd be a problem for people who are, are used to the, the earlier stuff or have read through the Similarian or however the heck you say that. Um, Similarian, is that how you say it? How do you say that? You're like, sure, yeah, go with that. Um, Okay. Wait, is that one of the lead lined ones? I don't know. That's one of the earlier, like the. Is it one of the? Is it one of the lead ones? Who are you talking to? You with your with your Disney cup. Is it one of the ones? Yeah, it's probably his cancer cups. Yeah, it's a cancer cup. Yeah. So. um, That's a Fantasia cup. So it's probably one of the lead ones. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, um, but I understand that 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 they had to change a few things and all that. But for somebody who hasn't read that that book who hasn't read all the uh all the you know all the lore and doesn't know all the lore going right. into the lord of the rings who only knew of the hobbit and the lord of the rings going into the movies and all those things to me the, this this series is great and i i like the buildup of it and it feels very much done in the same way in the same vein of the lord of the rings movies it it feels like it's it's it just feels right. It feels to me, it feels right. It feels like it should be. I had a couple surprises and I, I want to be careful not to give away. I, I didn't realize Kathleen was a couple oh, episodes behind. Okay, good then. I know how the story uh, ends. Okay. Well, <laughs> we know Galadriel and Elrond are alive. Yes. Um, but I was surprised at, at uh, the, the last episode. I did not realize that, Hallbrand was going to be a bad guy. I thought he was going to be, you know, what led up to Aragorn. Um, he looks a lot like Aragorn. Right. And that's the thing, uh, you know, so I don't know if, if, and I, and I need uh, uh, a more of a nerdier person <clears throat> John Moss, to look up uh, and find out if there's a tie between Aragorn and um, so there Sauron. Isn't. Huh? There is not. Um, I don't remember, but I think my brother told me he, he was like, no, they're not the same or something like that. Or Well, I didn't think they would be, but or, or related in any way. But man, the, the the form and the shape that Sauron is taking right there in the in this series, he looks like he's like a cousin or an uncle to Aragorn, you know, leading up into the future. Ow. And uh you know, so it, it's it's kind of a cool thing that that we have the opportunity to look at that and and see. And I agree with John. I, I'm very I very much appreciate what they've done and how they've led into this. It's been a really cool uh, episode thus far. And hey, we have a <clears throat> surprise in the in the waiting room. What? He's here. All right, we're gonna bring him in. Uncle. Hey everyone, how are we doing? Please accept my apologies. Oh my God, I've had internet problems all day. Not I've been living, I've been living the world of everything not working. <laughs> That's okay. We've been we've been stalling politely until you got here. So it's oh good. my God, thank you guys so much. I love the names, Tim, Blade, and Kathleen. Do you realize there is a Trinity movie in all of this? I'm just waiting for Wesley Snipes to show up. <laughs> I could be Wesley Snipes. I could just say I'm going for my sword. There you go. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for thanks for coming, Virgil. Glad to have you here. Glad you could make it. Absolutely. Uh, before we go on to any other topics, real quick, 
why don't you take a moment to tell everybody about Gotham Knight Comics and, and why they should be checking out your store? Oh, well, first off, thank you guys. I loved what you guys, I mean, your daughter uh, that I spoke with at the Monroe Pop List was amazing. So I just really, and I've been checking out your podcast as you go. But, you know, Gotham Knight Comics was born out of this idea that um, having worked in banking and finance for 23 years and having worked through the pandemic and loving comics since I was 11 years old, I feel like that's the one industry, especially as the world continues to become about superheroes and about what that looks like and you know everyone's going through these different problems that comic book experiences haven't changed and what I mean by that is that uh, a vast majority of stores end up closing because they hate what they do or they're overstocked and too much inventory they don't bring enough kid readers in and oftentimes the experiences tend to be slightly underwhelming the service standard which I think you've got a comics are not an item that need, you know they're not really you don't need them like groceries so they're things that you got to kind of help people to find their nerd and I I feel like all the events after the pandemic, everything that come together really put God in my hand and gave me an opportunity to, to build this dream, this store. And it's really born out of this mission to reimagine how we comic shop, reimagine how we experience that. Um, and it's really just, it's more than one thing. We're not, you know, we're going to, we're going to create the only franchise comic opportunity because I don't think there's one that exists. I'm working with partners on that. We're going to build side businesses and create um, dashboards, analytics that help stores to better order because we know that. It's a nightmare, um, and we know that's another huge nightmare. And my goal is to, you know, kind of earn a customer service experience that is second to none. And I'm very proud of the fact that 160 days in, we're the highest-rated comic store in Southeast Michigan at this point, um, from a from a rating standpoint, almost 100 five-star reviews. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, what drove your interest in comics, Virgil? What what for you is like? What was the thing that said, man? I, I want to, I want to do a comic store. What, what makes that? So, you know, having, you know, when you work these stressful roles and, and having been in all my life and ever since I was a kid, Batman was always a guy, you know, going through some rough times as a kid, Batman showed me a role model and, and that starts my pet tragedy to purpose story. But for me building this comic store, what, what drove that was, um, you know, having worked in, in this, in this financial sector and you're only as good as last week, you're only as good as last month, you're only as good as last day. And, uh, when, when the opportunity came and they decided that I was only as good as last quarter, and they wanted to move my role and get my family to pick up a move again. My wife and I just said enough. And we just said, it's time to do something. You know, we're of the mindset. It sounds rather dumb, but we'd rather uh, die on our feet than live on our knees. Um, and so for us, it's really just about creating this opportunity. I think it's, we hit the right button at the right time. And um, we, we were just, I mean, we just had Scott Rosema in the store this weekend. It's amazing. Um, nice. We're doing drive-ins. We've got Trick or Read next weekend, a new drive-in. Our last drive-in, Black Panther. We're going to show that movie on a 20-foot screen. We've just really found that right experience in the right place. And I think, uh, you know, like I said, the comic experience just needs to be changed. We need more kids in here. We need to get mm -hmm. more reading. We need to expand our base. Otherwise, the hobbies we love won't be here in 10 years. I yeah. agree. Love that. And I've been looking through your website uh, today, and I, I'm looking through your collectibles, and there's a bunch of Funkos in there that I need to get on the shelves behind me. Um, <laughs> Funkos are us. We 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 focus a lot. We have all the good stuff, but we also put a little area where I like to call our rare and vaulted. So we re one of the things I found when I built it because I was never a huge Funko guy, but boys, they're calling for it. And and what we what I think people get excited about is being able to find Funkos you can't find anymore. The mm -hmm. ones that are off the shelves, the ones that are mm -hmm. a couple years back, folks go berserk for stuff like that yeah i'm just even the ones you, a couple of the ones that are in here i'm going okay i need that one anyway. 
it's it's almost like a need it, need it, got it, want it, need well, that, it. Got that way you're passing over that job of the hut's actually signed by the original voice of Job of the Hut, right next to the spy, uh, Superman in that shelf. That that's another thing we focus on. Very unusual signed Funkos. So I just got a Lou Ferrigno signed Hulk, where it oh. says Puny God. It's a comic moment from the original Avengers. That is a original Howie Hammerman signed Job of the Hut. Uh, obviously the guy who voiced him. I've got uh, Funko signed by Jake Johnson, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. And my That's favorite awesome. is Lee Thompson from Howard the Duck. Yeah. You gotta love Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I do. It's so bad. It's awesome. <laughs> it is. And we focus on those unusual items. We offer, I can say, probably say we have about six or seven items in our store that just don't exist in any store in Michigan. Because I went deeper, I went further, I reached out to a lot of small suppliers. So I'm highlighting everybody in this industry. I want to put the power back in the store's hands and make it fun and amazing and give people an opportunity to grow this business across the country. Because I think we need mm-hmm. more of these stores. Yeah. Well, that's great. That totally answers our next question, which was, what is different about your store? And definitely, it is different. You have a lot of the unique items. and We're brand. We're brand first, a store second. We're concept first and a store second. That's how we drive it. So our goal is to operate, you know, if I told you my wish and my goal and what's written on my wall is in the next two years or less, I will win a Walt Eisner Spirit of the Retailer Award. Um, right now in Michigan, only Vault of Midnight has that claim. There have only been 30 awards given in the history of that award. Um, and it's a San Diego Comic-Con top of the line award. We're going to win that. Sweet. Nice. That's an awesome goal to have. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and it's, just, it's fun. I mean, I, I get to say to people every day, I own a comic store. Just like you guys get to say, I do a comic podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're, I, I, we take we take great pride in being nerds. You know, oh. after yeah. the pandemic, we found um, we found that, and I think my research told me that everybody found their nerd. I get so many people in that quietly tell me they love this, and these are judges, these are police officers, mm-hmm. people. Have a, I get more customers in the store who say they haven't been in the store in five or ten years. I'm so proud of that fact that we we have created a place that drives people back because we know the nerds. It didn't matter whether you thought you were a nerd or you weren't. Two years in your house made you a nerd. I mean, Carol <laughs> King, Carol Baskin came out of that, right? Squid Game came out of that. Tim and I got to interview Carol Baskin. We interviewed Carol. Really? You did. I mean, there it is, right? I mean, how did she get famous if not for prison? Right. right. <laughs> We're saying things on people's podcasts like you can't put somebody in with a tiger, they'll eat them bones and all. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Yes. Although yeah. I might be able to pull it off, you know, if I get my right vibranium suit and play, I might be able to uh to pay that or I'll do a, an old school uh crocodile dundee. <laughs> try to get them to, to lay down with me. That's that's my plan. I keep telling my wife when we run across a wild animal, that's my plan. I'm gonna put the hat on and try to do the finger thing and see if I can get them to sit. (laughs) So talking about becoming a nerd during the pandemic, finding your inner nerd, let's talk favorites. So DC or Marvel? Um, Well, I mean, my store might tell you I'm a huge DC fan. Obviously, I just think the work that DC does in general on their character arcs are just amazing. I think, um, you know, the writers, the great writers pour into DC. The covers are amazing. The stories have gotten a lot more. But Marvel's just churning them out. I just went and saw Black Adam. I love the movie, but I can't give it more than a B minus. I can't be honest with myself and say it's more than a B minus. It continues to tell me there's properties that are not being maximized. 
guys. I mean, Kevin Feige might be that machine. He might actually be that little robot somewhere in the back at this point. But uh, Marvel has done a great job. So I think Marvel's got some great character stories. But DC is my personal favorite. Understood. Star Trek or Star Wars? Uh, So I grew up on Star Trek. If we started talking Gene Roddenberry, we'd have this conversation for about five hours. But Star Wars. I mean, again, I just think that I I, 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 I was like crazed on Kenobi and episode six made me just happy. Just happy. <laughs> and then there's Andromeda. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Fantastic. All right. Last last one. Doctor uh-huh. Who or Red Dwarf? <laughs> well, obviously, we've got the 14th Doctor out, so Doctor Who. My mom is Irish and I'm African, so I'm, I, was, I like to say I was Barack Obama before he made it cool. I just <laughs> I'm an Irish-African gentleman. So, you know, he might have made it slick out there, but I was doing it years before he was. Um, so so she, used to, she used to love Doctor Who and love everything British and everything English and Irish, and that was – we grew up on this stuff. So I, it's like I didn't have a choice. I had to watch it. Fantastic. There you go. Did and you John raises a very good point here that DC has great comic storylines, wonderful animation, but their live action films tend to leave something to be desired. Agreed. Agreed. Hard, hard agree on that one. Did you see the 13th Doctor Regeneration spoiler? No, so what it turned out was that since I owned a business, I, I actually have less time than I did before I had a regular job. So. <laughs> Whitaker's version of the Doctor, the 13th Doctor, is done. And they are building into the 60th anniversary special. Wow. Okay. Jodie Whitaker regenerates from herself back to David Tennant. Okay, that'll be that'll be worth that'll be worth watching. I'll have to I'll have to put that on the DVR for a later time. So I've got the I don't know if you guys got kids at home. I've got a fourteen year old and I've got a wife and and my fourteen year old. Like I literally wish I could just call my mom and apologize for the ages of fourteen through eighteen because oh, I yeah. realize now exactly what I did and what I'm paying for now as a father. It it doesn't get any easier as your children get into their twenties. Ask me how I know. Oh yeah, no. I my mom is my mom is five boys. I don't know how she did it. No. I am on the young end of this one and I'm still doing the oh good lord, I'm not gonna survive. Yeah, no, yeah, no. You'll realize quickly when you have your first child that uh you'll call your mom or dad up and say, Listen, I, I was wrong, you were right. What do I need to do? Take over, please. My exactly. Daughter is four. <laughs> your I, daughter's I, four? She's four. I always thought I wanted a big family. I always thought I wanted multiple kids. My mom used to tell me that it didn't matter if I was number one or number four, I was going to be the last one. And I'm like, oh, that's so mean. And then I met my daughter and I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Neil Patrick Harris as the villain. and Well, Neil Patrick Harris does every role good. First off, MPH is, I wish we could just get MPH to Michigan. Can we get MPH in Congress? Can we, can we, can we pull something <laughs> off like that? Get him on top of somewhere, make him Speaker of the House or something? MPH would run it. I, I'd have such a hard time not seeing him as Barney Stinson giving a speech up there. It just, you know, I love the man and I, I think he's fantastic in so many very, so very many ways, but I would be like, you know, and I would just wait for him at the end of every, every speech to be like, challenge accepted. Absolutely. I love your, by the way, Tim, I love your room. I oh, love the Funkos you have back there. And I love your room, Blade, because I can see that is your daughter's room or some, there are an office. Or a <laughs> my or a mom's, 
It's my mom's room. Nice, nice. Which is good because listen, I'm married for 20 years. There's a she sack in this house. Right now we're in my office, but there's a she sack in my house. I know that. Uh, and I like your room too, Kathleen. This is very chill. This is a chill room. It is. It is the. I am literally right next to my three inch memory foam bed and I can just fall over when I'm done. <laughs> All right. So Fergal, tell everybody where they can find out more about Gotham night comics. Oh my goodness. Well, I am known as your prodigious proprietor of everything. Awesome. So you can always check us out on Facebook at get your nerd on at Gotham night comics. Um, you can also just search us by Gotham night comics. We're out of Livonia. We're at three, seven, six, six, one, five mile road in Livonia, uh, 48154. Um, I'll give the number out there. It's um, 770-294-7736. I give my cell because you can call me direct. Um, we've also got a website, www.comicbooklavonia.com. Um, I don't know how that came that way. I got one of those little firms to kind of work it out for me. We're going to move that over to Gotham Night Comics here pretty soon, but you can check us out. We are building our subscriber list and we are building our e-commerce catalog now. And um, I will make a quick mention over the winter, we will be doing um, an event every two weeks, twice a month called Coco and Comics, like our version of Artist Alley, where we'd be bringing in local Michigan talent, amazing talent in Michigan, oh, yeah. signings, artist signings, special premieres, exclusives, things like that. We'll be doing that through the winter. I also would like to pull off maybe a superhero ice sculpture contest. So we're going to really focus on making some big things in this community happen. That's awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, we've got about, uh, let's see, we've got about 10 minutes left uh, in our episode here tonight that we're going to do. So uh, just very briefly, let's touch on uh, the, the, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it yet, Fergal, but there's a new show on Amazon uh, came out just a couple days ago uh, this past Friday called The Peripheral. And we were very fortunate to have uh, one of the stars of the show join us. And we put out that episode on Friday as well. Wow. Um, so uh, Nick, I know that you've watched it. I've watched it. Kathleen, have you had a chance yet? I have not yet, unfortunately. Okay, Nick, go ahead and tell your what your what are your thoughts on the peripheral so far? So it really drew me in uh, right off the bat, first episode. Yeah, I, I like the premise of it, and then as soon as I'm I'm like, oh, this is cool. I know exactly where this is going. Second episode, you don't. And I'm like, oh my god, I love this. And yeah, the show definitely zigged where I thought it was going to zag. Yeah, and I was like, I knew the one thing, but they added one more thing, and I was like, that's it. So from and I and I, and I, I think I told you this uh, in our chat earlier that in, in the trailer, as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, this is Minority Report meets Ready Player One. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I, I, I went into it thinking I know exactly what's going to go on in this show. I was wrong. <laughs> I was so very wrong. Uh, it is way better than I anticipated it being. Now, if you have young ones at home and and you're worried about language, there is some some adult language in this show. Uh, so you know that is to be noted. It's rated for ages 16 and up. And uh, so there is some language uh, in the show. So just be be uh, aware of that. But it has. Yeah, like I said, they're they're the acting, the casting of the show is fantastic. It, it zigs when you think it's going to zag. It's uh, through two episodes. I'm like, yep. OK, where's episode three? Let's do this. Come on. So I'm very excited to see where else this goes. 
that sounds i'm just i happen to be glancing at the the show and i had seen the preview i remember i had seen the preview but wow that looks i I did see everything everywhere all at once and i was like someone said go watch this movie because it's amazing and i was like uh and then i was blown away and this show seems like it's striking that same kind of balance would you say it's kind of in that kind of some of that vein a little bit yeah i i don't think that it's i think it's one of those things where you know every everybody was kind of blowing it up beforehand. Like, Hey, this is going to be the next great thing. Go watch this. And I'm always very skeptical with those type of things. Mm-hmm. I saw the trailer and I was still kind of skeptical about it. Uh, we had our guest on from this pa- Friday's past episode. And I was like, man, um, here it is. This is great. All this kind of stuff. And I, I was still a little skeptical going into it, but watch the, I've watched the first two episodes. I am very much in, in excitement and anticipation of episode three. Oh wow! Now I'm gonna have to go watch. Now, now it's gonna have to get on the TV behind me. I'm gonna have to put this thing on while I keep knocking out work tonight. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's... back for the show, so that's phenomenal. So I I always love a great and unique story arc. So this will be. There's a lot of good movies coming out in general. Oh yeah, it's a great story, and there's a lot of lot of really well written characters uh, in this, and and how they're developed so far. I very much appreciated that. So it's it's kind of cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. You guys are awesome. And you may ask, what star did you guys have on? Uh, Well, Nick, go ahead. Well, speaking of the peripheral, last Friday our guest was Lewis Hertham, who plays Corbell Pickett in the new show. Oh, wow. So he stopped by to talk about his new show and a lot more. Here's Here's a preview. Hi, this is Lewis Hertham. Welcome to the FSF Podcast. Your home for the all-nerdy, no-dirty interviews with people in our sci-fi and pop culture world. So yeah, so that's Lewis Hertham. He's in all ep- all eight episodes of... That's the- cool. That's, and I see that you have the same internet that I have. The same provider of internet and wonderful services that I have. And it's <laughs> the same one that you may all have. The one we want to go out and just give one of those to. Just a little... Uh, Occasionally, not me. (laughs) Blade. It says because your name is Blade. That's why you have very awesome internet. It's. it's, (laughs) I wish I was named Blade. I'm named Fergal, so you can understand that nothing ever works well here. It's actually a nickname that was given to me by uh, Hal Rail. Hal Rail. He did. He also did the Hal Robot from 2001: Space Odyssey. And And he calls you Blade. Yeah. Yeah, in the, in the beginning of the interview, he's like, you know what? I'm going to call you Blade. That's yeah. Now it's stuck and you're dubbed that way. I'm going to tell my wife. To, so I'll tell you a funny story before you guys let me go. So being named Fergal, I'm, as I said, I'm Irish and African. It's a very old Irish name. Um, and so I have five brothers. They're all named Jeffrey, Jonathan, Timmy, and Stephen. You might say, well, how does this guy name Fergal? Well, I'm named um, by my grandmother because I'm the only one actually born in Europe um, and moved over to the U.S. when I was but a wee bon, a little fella. But uh, nice. being named Fergal has its challenges. And one of those challenges was a musician by the name of Fergie and a song called Fergalicious. And for about two years there, that song, whether I wanted to or not, was the second only way. And I actually got to a point where when someone couldn't remember my name, I'd be like, Fergalicious. Then, then they would get it. And you would be like, oh my God, have I debased myself enough? But everyone used to say that. And it got to the point where I had to say, well, yes, I'm not delicious though, but Fergalicious is fine. There you go. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and remind everybody about where they can find that episode, Nick. Oh, yeah. 
You can still find that episode of the FSF Popcast on our YouTube channel and your favorite audio podcast providers. And remember that your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help. So please don't forget to click the like and subscribe as you watch the videos. And now Fergalicious is stuck in my head. Anyway. Uh, it is. It is. It is. Just like Fergal is stuck in your head. It will, it'll roll in there for about six hours before it finds its way out. Oh, the other yeah. song, I had the other song stuck in my head. Girl, you're my angel. You're my darling angel. <laughs> That's the second time tonight you've sung, Nick. You're, very, you're feeling very musical. Oh, yes. It was John's idea. Well, Probably. When in doubt, blame John. We, we can blame John. He's not, he can't defend himself. All right. Our upcoming guest this Friday is one of the people behind the most in-depth Star Wars websites existing. Hi, this is Jordan from Wikipedia, and you're listening to the FSF Popcast. The show where we have been known to talk about extremely important world events, just not the events of this world. So yeah, so we're excited to have Jordan from Wikipedia joining us this upcoming Friday. That episode will be coming out. Uh, we talk about the website, how the website is run. We talk about Star Wars. We talk about how he got into Star Wars. And we talk about even more Star Wars and a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Jordan's a really cool guy, and we very much enjoyed him stopping by. So tune in this Friday morning. That'll be out. You can watch it on here on our YouTube channel. You can, of course, listen to it on your favorite audio podcast provider. And uh, if you don't have a chance to before then, you can also check us out every Saturday morning on realwiseradio.com at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or you can also check that out on their iOS app. Uh, you'll have a chance to listen there. So, yeah, well, that's uh, that's coming up this Friday. And no, John, no, we really don't need to make one. <laughs> Remember, Fergalicious is always available for side acts. I will come in there and, and say that. It'll only cost you a small fee, but I'll definitely. Fergalicious. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, that's going to conclude us for the FSF podcast tonight. Thank you guys for letting me be on here, by the way. Thank you for stopping by. Thanks for coming. And uh, we're going we're gonna to go into our goodbyes. Don't don't uh, leave before uh, we get a chance to say goodbye after the end credits here. Absolutely. Okay. And guys, remember to click the like and subscribe button. Help us continue to grow. Help us to get some really cool guests. Oh, and speaking of really cool guests, because I almost forgot about this, and there was something else that I wanted to bring up. Thursday, and if if Kathleen doesn't shriek, cry, and scream when I do this, I'll be very, very surprised because um, I think she's about to wet herself even. anyway. Uh, we have a very, very cool guest coming Thursday. We're going to do an interview with. We'll get that edited out there, and on our uh, FSF podcast uh, uh, podcast page, we will have an opportunity for you to ask a question of the one, the only uh, man. Graham McTavish, Dwalin from the Hobbit trilogies. Uh, he's been Google in The Witcher. That's a guest on your show? He is. Yes. Oh, I just want to come in and let him know who I am and say, Fergal, I'm Fergal Possible Dowd. And just really throw an Irish piece to that. I might have to jump on there. That guy looks cool. He looks like how I want to look when I get older. He seems yeah. to wear it very well. He's, he's, uh, he's, <laughs> according to Kathleen, he's a good looking man. Um, and according to me, he's a good-looking man. So, <laughs> even with the dwarf makeup, yeah, even right? in the dwarf makeup, I'm still like, yeah, he's, he's well, okay. Dude. So he's he's got he's got a role in the Netflix series The Witcher. He's also got a role in HBO's House of the Dragon. That man looks so good 
in a full suit of armor. Like, it is scary. It is intimidating. It is beautiful. He's also I'm in... So <laughs> wow, that's excitement. Yeah, she is very excited about it. So, so yeah, so we have we have Graham McTavish coming this week. We'll have a we'll have a spot for you guys. If you have questions you'd like us to ask of Graham for you, you'll find that uh, up on uh, our, the FSF podcast page on Facebook here shortly, and you guys will have an opportunity to check that out and put your questions in, and then we'll see if we can get a couple of those uh, in front of uh, Graham this upcoming Thursday. We're excited to have some time with him. So anyway, that is going to conclude us. That is going to end the show. And we want to thank everybody for stopping by this time on the FSF Podcast Live Edition. Goodbye. Ciao. Ciao. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF Podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF Podcast. Or go to www.fsfpodcast.com and click on the contact link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.